Good morning. It's Monday, November 9th, 2020, and you are listening to Living with Liberty. I am your host, Ryan. Friends, in this episode, I will talk about the importance of continuing the fight and some of the reasons for optimism as we move forward with the election chaos. Friends, I'm going to start this show out with about a minute clip of Winston Churchill's Fight on the Beaches speech. Take a listen. We shall fight in France. We shall fight on the seas and oceans. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. And if which I do not for a moment believe. This island, or a large part of it, was subjugated and starving. Then our empire, beyond the seas, armed and guarded by the British fleet, would carry on the struggle until, in God's good time, the new world, with all its power and might, steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of the old Winston Churchill gave that famous speech June 4, 1940, after the British had successfully rescued their army, as well as some French and Belgian troops from Dunkirk, France, as the Nazi war machine was bearing down on them. We shall never surrender, Churchill says. I always like to reference this speech and play it in times such as we are in now, when it seems like the chips are stacked against us. For me, it triggers something inside that makes me reach even deeper to find that extra something to keep up the fight. It really gets the adrenaline going. Fellow patriots, this is the mindset we need to have. We need to fight, wherever and whenever that may be. We need to never surrender. Right now, the media is stacked against us, trying to break our will and spirit. The Pravda media rushed out this weekend to project China Joe as the winner. I was viewing a video on ScrewTube about the election irregularities, and ScrewTube felt it the need to remind me with a message under the video that the AP had called the race for Joe Biden. To quote Matt Foley, the Chris Farley character from Saturday Night Live in the 90s, well, la di frickin' da. The last I checked, there wasn't a constitutional amendment put in place that gave the media the authority to certify the election. The last I checked, there were four or five states engaging in recounts, and there are numerous lawsuits to be heard. The last I checked, Trump had not conceded. While he doesn't really need to, it does signal the fact that we should be pumping the brakes on the president-elect Biden nonsense. Even the president president of Mexico has enough sense to say he's holding off congratulating Biden until this plays out. Biden, of course, is pushing this along, or should I say the DNCCP is pushing him along, as he is now working to fill out a transition team and potential cabinet members, all in an effort to pressure acceptance from conservatives and the world alike that Beijing Biden is president-elect. American friends, we need to be patient and we need to push back on this rhetoric. Turn off lamestream media. 
get off Facecrook and the tweet machine, head over to Parler. From what under I understand, Parler surged by millions of users this weekend. I certainly could tell. I could hardly parlay all weekend. We have a great reason for optimism coming out of this weekend. It lies in how I believe the Supreme Court will view the state court orders that said late ballots could be accepted and counted. I want to shout out Punisher Patriot on outlining this on the threadreaderapp.com in a thread there, and my brother for sending me the link. It's no accident that Judge Justice Alito told Pennsylvania all ballots received after poll closed Tuesday needed to be segregated. I totally missed this originally, likely because I still have some cognitive bias to judicial branches being viewed as legislatures. But the thread outlines it perfectly. The Supreme Courts in these states that ruled ballots could be received and counted after election day. I can hear your wheels turning like mine were at first. Think about the court's function in our republic. It is to interpret the law, not write it. They may have said, sure, go ahead, collect and count ballots after polls close. However, just because the courts okayed it, it's not a law. Only legislatures can write and pass law. And guess what? None of them did. Not a one of them rewrote the laws to allow for ballot receipt and counting after poll closure. Some 30 states right now are in violation of their own state laws. I foresee the Supreme Court of the United States negating those ballots that arrived after poll closure. Now, I'm sure the Trump campaign is only going to go after those states that he needs to flip for uh, the victory. But imagine if he went after all of them, all 30. The Trump landslide is real. Patriots, we need to continue to fight. We cannot give up. That's one thing I've noticed with us conservatives is once we start getting left alone, we will back off. We can't do that anymore. That's how we got here in the first place. Ignoring the problem doesn't make it go away. And I am as guilty as the next guy of this. It's not just a political fight. We also need to be more judicious with how we spend our money, which businesses and brands we support. Try to support the small local business first. If you find yourself trying to rationalize buying from somewhere, stop for a second and think about it. Why are you rationalizing? Is there something there that makes you think maybe I shouldn't be supporting this business or brand? In my house, I refuse to buy off of Amazon anymore. Choosing other outlets like small businesses or other sites, other e-commerce sites, or even just buying from the manufacturer direct. When Kohl's announced a line of BLM clothing, I cut them off too. I was listening to some previous episodes of the Federalist Forum, and in one episode, Tom mentioned the Goods Unite Us app. This app has a listing of many stores and brands and who they will donate to politically. Now a lot donate to both parties, but it does usually swing one way or the other. We must start spending at those businesses that support conservative causes as the majority of their donations, if not all of them. We as conservatives cannot continue to fund our opponents. What I found was eye-opening. Some of my favorite places were good to go, like Menards, who gives 95% of their donations to the Republican Party. 
For those that don't have Menards, Home Depot and Lowe's are also heavy contributors to the Republican Party. So for all the DIYers out there, shop away there. Another one of my favorites is a regional gas station chain uh, here called Quick Trip. They are also very high in terms of donations to Republicans. To no one's surprise, I'm sure, Amazon leans heavily Democratic in their donations. Also, remember Kohl's? They also lean heavily Democratic in their donations. I will give neither another dime. JCPenney is a good alternative to Kohl's. We've been buying from them, and they lean heavily Republican in terms of their donations. Maybe we can start the movement that revives JCPenney. Friends, we need to fight on all fronts, political, economic, social. In his article, How the Right Can Organize Like the Left, David Hines writes how we need to inflict actual material loss on them, like the left has been doing to conservatives for years. We need to fight fire with fire. Facts and admonishment and placating doesn't work. We need to hit these companies that think they have us over a barrel economically. One thing I know is as conservatives, we will stick to more than the one-day boycott that the left does. We have long memories and are resourceful. We will find other ways. We need to push our elected officials to fight. And if they won't, threaten our vote. In a previous podcast, I mentioned we need to term limit them ourselves. If they won't fight, cycle them out. Raise up and fund a candidate who will. Remember Churchill? Do you remember how he came to be prime minister? It was because Neville Chamberlain decided to placate and ignore the Hitler problem. Hitler got too close, and Chamberlain had to resign in disgrace because he only enabled and emboldened Hitler's march across Europe, which eventually threatened Great Britain. Friends, I can't stress enough the importance of fight and patience. When you jump to parlor, be patient. Many have jumped over in a short time period. No, it's not Twitter, and that's a good thing. John Matz and team are improving it every day. Let them do their thing. To close, I'll parody Churchill. We shall fight in the plains. We shall fight on the coasts. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength on social media. We shall defend our liberty. Whatever the cost may be, we shall never surrender. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd appreciate it if you shared it with your friends and family, as well as subscribe to my podcast. I also appreciate feedback and dialogue. Uh, you can email me at livingwithliberty at usa.com. Uh, follow me at my social media home on Parlor. Uh, my handle's at livingwithliberty. Liberty isn't a given. We must continue to fight and protect it. Working together, we will do exactly that. Until next time.